Tony G Nation, welcome back for another episode of the Tony G Show with your beloved Tony G and uh, Will, too. Will's here. Hi, How's Will. it going, Tony? Hi, Will. Beloved Tony G and, and, and Will. I'm just kidding. You're beloved, too. And, you know. It's a beautiful day outside right now. It is actually a good day. I had to shut the blinds here from the view I have in my seat here in uh, Tony G Studios because the sun was directly in my eyes. It was really bright. I mean, it was... It was yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's howling out there. I couldn't right see now, you. The sun. Yeah. I'm in my dark corner over here, and then you're just like, yeah, you're all lit you, up. you have a view. I mean, the listeners. I mean, they're like, they don't know what we're talking about. They have the vision in our heads here. But <laughs> you have a, a corner of the room that is very not lit, but I have like two windows on my side, so it's very disproportionate. But right. nonetheless, we make it work. Couple big news statements to make here for the Tony G Show before we get going in, in today's episode. We are now on Spotify. Officially, we're there. If you go to Spotify and you look up the Tony G Show, every episode that is on Apple Podcasts, that's on Google Podcasts, will also be there. We're now on Spotify. That was a big one I wanted to tackle for a while here. That's pretty awesome. And I finally, you know, I finally got some time and I figured, well, I am going to put some time to this. Mm-hmm. And it took me like five minutes and I was on... <laughs> I could have been doing it the whole time. But nonetheless, we're finally there on Spotify. You can listen to us there. This is episode number 13 of season 5 of the Tony G Show. Episode number 85 overall. It's pretty awesome. On the road to 100. We'll be there by next season. Uh, we are rounding We're rounding down season 5. It's gone quick. It's gone fast. It's gone very well, though. It's been a good time. It's been a very fun time. Had guests. We've had call-ins, even though we're not in the studio of SNC Radio like we usually would be. But nonetheless, here we got this episode. We have an episode Thursday that's going to drop. And then next Tuesday is going to be the last episode of Season 5. So if you're counting this episode, there's three episodes left of the Tony G Show before we leave for winter break, and then we're going to call it. Now, that Tuesday episode next week, a week from now, is going to be our Thanksgiving episode. Season 5, episode number 15 is going to be our Thanksgiving episode. You know, we do that every year. And, you know, we always have Jason Fonder on, our good friend, our sports guru. Mm-hmm. Jason Fonder, good friend of mine. And and Will as well, since I yeah. introduced the two. Have a good time. Good guy, Jason Fonder. He has agreed to come around for the Thanksgiving episode to wrap up Season 5, uh, which will be episode number 15 next Tuesday. The Jason Fonder special. We do it once a, a season. And he's always good. He knows his stuff. And uh, we, we look forward to some of the discussions we'll have with him. We've, did our, we've done our test run with him. It'll be over Zoom, because of course it is, because of the coronavirus and everything that's going on. So we won't be in person. It'll be over Zoom. But nonetheless, that audio will be recorded and uploaded to the podcast when it's ready to go. So there's, there's our big news. Um, as always, the Tony G Show drops Tuesdays, Thursdays. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as I mentioned, now on Spotify. And connect with the show whenever you would like. All throughout the day on Twitter, at Tony G for days. My personal Twitter, at Willis5312 is Will's personal Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking about the Tony G Show. Tony G Show is affiliated with SNC Radio. SNC Radio can be listened to live all throughout the day, 24-7 on SNCRadio.com. Or if you search up in favorite SNC Radio under the Radio FX app, you can listen there as well. Big enough intro, Will. What do you say we get into it? We got a good episode today. I'm going to be giving you my... MVP rankings in the NFL. I'm going to give you my top three picks and an honorable mention I had to throw in there because I figured it would be a crime not to. Then the the, the halfway point, 
another NFL-oriented uh, segment. Going to be talking about a team that uh, the road just got a lot easier. We'll talk about that at the halfway point. And as always, unfortunately, we have to touch on the Tony G picks of the week. Another bad week after I boasted. <laughs> going 4-1 and one and 4-1, and one, going 8-2 and two in my last 10. I throw up back-to-back weeks of ducks. So we'll get to that and much, much more. Tony G Show, episode number 13 of season 5. Let's get it going. Well, we just wrapped up week 11 in the NFL yesterday, Mm -hmm. and we're heading into week 12. So just to give our our listeners at this point in time, whenever they're listening to this episode, a little bit of perspective as to when when these rankings came out here. I'm going to give you my top three picks for the NFL MVP. They're going to be in order. The first name I name is going to be my number one pick, two, and then so on. I also have an honorable mention after my third pick because... I got to mention this guy too. So week 11, heading into week 12, Tony G's MVP rankings in the NFL. We'll start here. Number one, of course, will Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. quarterback, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you can't not put him up there. Can't argue with that one. And not not just can you not have him in your top three. It's got to be number one. I mean, what is the argument against Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP right now? You could argue that someone's having... A little bit more of an impactful season, a little bit more of a valuable season, sure. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is by far and away running the league right now in terms of his quarterback play. A 25-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio over 2,600 yards. And listen, he's he's just consistent. I mean, the guy doesn't make mistakes. He makes these throws that stops the internet and everyone has to watch. Everyone sees and everyone really sits back and enjoys it's consistency for him. He's a leader. He's talented. He's skillful. I mean, he's everything you want in a quarterback, especially being a leader and a face of a franchise. The city loves him. He is my pick for MVP this season. I don't think you can argue against that, as I said earlier. The guy is just a game changer. I mean, it's it goes without saying that defense is planned to face Patrick Mahomes. They really give their full effort to stopping him. If you're going to get beat by Tyreek Hill or you're going to get beat by Andy Reid, that's one thing. But you you come into a game thinking to yourself, we cannot let Patrick Mahomes beat us alone. We have to put up a good fight against him. Do you think the weapons he has around him help? devalue? Well, that definitely helps oh, okay. his it definitely helps his, his chances, but like do you think that kind of takes the merit away from it because he's got because he's more got weapons than any other quarterback in the league right now? That's a good point because it, it you can't give him the award without saying the amount of talent that he has around him. They just picked up Le'Veon Bell out of free agency. It's like they're Le'Veon they're, Bell, Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the backfield. You got Tyreek Hill, you have uh, Travis or uh, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey is a tight end. You have Watkins as a wide receiver as well. I mean there's talent. Fairly good talent. Does More it take than... away from him? I wouldn't say in this particular case, you know, if it was Jared Goff up there putting up these types of numbers and he had the talent that Patrick Mahomes has, then I say yeah, it debunks his value, it debunks the credibility that he has in winning the MVP or even being in the discussion for that fact of the matter. But it's Patrick Mahomes here. I mean, the guy is as talented and as skillful as it gets. The guy's flat out a winner. Right? He wins the Super Bowl, turns around, gets engaged to his longtime girlfriend. Good for him. And he comes back and is leading the Chiefs down another competitive season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just consistency. The guy is 
flat out a winner. And I think he's he's well on a way to an MVP here in the 2020 coronavirus season. It, I, 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 you know, there's not much more I can say here. Like I said, I said it a couple right. of times in this argument. There's no argument against him. What, I, what do you say against him? Yeah, I guess to be devil's advocate, I'd just say he's got a very a talented team, one that's one of the best in the league. So it's like, to me, yeah, I don't. I would like to see him with a bad team just so I can see how much of a game changer he can be because I know he's a good player. I just want to see, like, you know, can he make scrubs be superstars? Yeah. Can he but, take a, a Chris Hogan like a Tom Brady would? Can he take right. a Alan Lazard and make him a number two like an Aaron Rodgers would? Right. I don't know. I mean, we... I don't think he's ever really had to, and I don't know that he ever will have to. But that's a problem that a Brady or a Rodgers has to deal with because of their organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and I agree, and I I don't think that... I'm just saying I think that a talent around him, like, in my opinion, like, it doesn't give me a good, like, vision of how good he actually is because is that... Was that play good because of a good pass, or was it really just, like, an amazing play call or the players just made that happen? When you look at some of the highlights, though, I mean, it's... It's quite impressive some of the throws he makes. Oh yeah, I mean, and but... I mean the the consistent in terms of like fantasy points. Yeah, he has amazing talent around him, which could de- which could cause him to have higher amount of points per week than other quarterbacks. Yeah, but in terms of winning a football game on the field, the guy is as talented as it gets. The guy is a winner. The guy is a leader. He's fiery and he just meshes well with the talent he has around him. The head coaching. Or the coaching staff and the head coach of Andy Reid that he has with him, as well as the organization in the front office he has with him as well. I, I get I get your counter argument, and I think it's you know valid. You could take it to uh, into an argument, but right and like I don't. But think I, that's, I wouldn't put any weight to it. That's well, no, there's weight to it. There's I wouldn't. I there's wouldn't there's weight definitely to weight to that. I mean, you no. look at you look at somebody with Aaron Rodgers, and he's got 20, 26 touchdowns, three interceptions with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams and uh, Devontae Adams as their main offensive weapons. Like, that's... I know that's, there's quite a few guys there, but two of those are running backs, mind you. Um, right. And I, I don't I don't have Patrick Mahomes' stats in front of me, but that's pretty darn 25 good. 25-1. and 25-1, and one, one. yeah. So you're doing better with worse, with worse players. Like, to me, that's... I don't know. I just that's just my opinion. I think there's weight to it, but I, but but I'm not saying that that's that's not going to totally take it away from him because if he throws around 50 touchdowns, then it's like yeah, he deserves it. I get what you're saying, but you have to think about who the MVP goes to year after year. The best I, player. I mean, it, it's it's not necessarily the most valuable player. You know, the guy who can make scrubs good. It's the best player. It's the most talented player. It's the guy that is by far and away leading the league in in certain categories. On the field and then off the field. I mean, the guy that's going to be the Madden cover, the guy that the young kids are going to fall in love with, you know, this type of elite status player. I think uh, by far and away, I like this disagreement here, but I just think by far and away, the award so far is going to go to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. My number two, I think is interesting. I think a lot of people are going to are going to like this. Kyler Murray. He is my number two pick for the MVP award. And Will McCormick shakes his head and laughs at me blatantly <laughs> in in Tony G Studios. He laughs at me, so I have my no, I, have I my like, argument. I, I want to hear you though. I, no, I, it's it's I like it. It's edgy. It's definitely like I mean he's not going to win. It's uh, why he's, not? He's he's just too inconsistent. I mean he's really good right now. He's playing really really well. If he plays, let me let me actually let me clarify. If he continues to play like this, he has for the last four games, he's winning it. But. Right, he throwing, has been on a tear the last couple of weeks. Yes, so if he continues the way he has been, then he's winning it. If he, if but if he continues throwing interceptions like he started out the season, then he's not winning it. Right. I, so, 
and that's the thing here. I have that in my argument as well. He's always had a problem with interceptions over his career in the NFL. Uh, eight this year and then 12 last year as well. He's already kind of inching closer to that total uh, as we speak here through week 11 in the NFL. But listen here. It, yeah, it's interceptions, but, I mean, Brett Favre won back-to-back-to-back MVPs mm-hmm. before we were before the Tony G show was ever made, but yet the guy threw a lot of interceptions. The guy it's made true. turnovers. Here's the thing. Kyler Murray... I have him very close to being number one. He's just a complete X factor. I mean, the guy can run the ball. He's my favorite quarterback running the ball in the NFL. Say what you want about a Lamar Jackson. Say what you want about a Patrick Mahomes. But not just is he a great runner and by far and away my favorite quarterback to run the football. The way he balances it in terms of it's not just in favor of one or the other. You know, the thing with Lamar Jackson is he's a good runner. But he's a better runner than a thrower, some people would argue. Or that, mm-hmm. you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's a better thrower than a runner. You know, the thing with Kyler Murray is that it's even. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy, I'm very pleased to see him run the football. He's better than anyone at it. But he's also a very good passer. I mean, the guy is accurate. He makes his decisions. He's not a hesitant sort of guy. So I really like Kyler Murray here. I think, you know, he's got a lot going for him. He has one or more passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns in a game. Okay, so a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown in a game in five consecutive games. The only quarterback ever. Remember when I gave that stat a couple weeks ago? So, yeah, if he continues that, then, yeah, he's winning hands down. I mean, he's got, I'm not sure what the rushing totals are now, but I'm pretty sure he's got 10 rushing touchdowns. Like, that's pretty insane. Yeah, he's Um, he's towards the top. Yeah, which, uh, so, like, if that that trend continues, then he's going to win by a long shot. Let's take a look at some of his stats here. 17 and 8 with the touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, just floating around 2,400 yards, 2,375. Completion percentage around 68%. That's very good. That's high. I like, I like him for multiple reasons, as I said. He's a runner. He's also a passer. But he's also a winner here as of late. Mm-hmm. Think about the game-winning touchdown pass he just threw to DeAndre Hopkins. You watched that Mary. live. Yeah. We did too. That was nuts. I mean, it was insane. Mm-hmm. So what does that say about Kyler Murray? What does this do to his argument? I put him up to number two because the guy is just an X factor. This is a clear case being a franchise quarterback, building the Cardinal organization around him and understanding his role. He's a leader off the field. When we had the Kyler Murray argument, we talked about how he was great in press conferences as well. He took his time. He's very professional and upfront. The guy is someone you build around, and to me, he's making a very strong case for most valuable player of the year. Let me ask, um, if I'll the Cardinals you. were, let's say, 3-7, and seven, is, he in the, is he in the conversation? Even with these stats, Cardinals are sitting at 3-7. and seven, Is he in the discussion? I, w- or, or, or should I that wouldn't even, say so. Should record play a, a role in, in the player's MVP decision? I, I mean, we can talk f- about should it or shouldn't it all we want, but right. we all know it does. Yeah, well, I think in every it, yeah. sport it does. Right. I mean, I think about the 2011 MVP race where Ryan Braun won it over Matt Kemp when the Dodgers didn't make the the playoffs and the Brewers did. They won the division. Right. So Ryan Braun got it over Matt Kemp. I think it's, I mean, that's consistent throughout all sports. Record yeah. does play a role. So if it was backwards, yeah, he wouldn't be in my top three. But he is. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes to show you. Do I think they would be where they are now if Kyler Murray wasn't there? Do I think they would be there now if Jared Goff was their quarterback? If a healthy Dak Prescott was their quarterback? No. And, I mean, they do have talent. DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, of course, always Larry Fitzgerald. 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. I, it's it's because you I, think that like that either. the MVP is a is a individual award. Like theoretically, you know, if a running back rushed for five thousand yards and yeah. thirty touchdowns and he went own sixteen, it's like, well, he's clearly a good player. But I mean, in a way, you got to be a winner too. You got to mm, you got to yeah. have a winning record. And that's what I said about uh, Patrick Mahomes is that the guy's a winner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. Uh, that does carry weight. Should we move on here? I think this is the one where you're really going to be shaking your head. Well, I, I actually, well, I don't know if the stats really align, but I do uh, like your, I do like the take. Anyways, go ahead. My number three in the MVP race, in the MVP voting throughout the NFL, is not a quarterback. It is not who you think it is. I'm putting Dalvin Cook number three in my most valuable player of the year award voting. And here's why. 954 rushing yards, leads the NFL, has 12 rushing touchdowns. What do you think that does, Will? Leads the NFL. 119 yards per game, leads the NFL Mm -hmm. by 14 yards per game. So when you look at the top of the league, I mean, Dalvin Cook is running away with the rushing yards per game. Mm Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned too, I mean, we're, we talked about record just two seconds ago. I mean, the Viking or the Vikings just uh, beat the Bears last night, so I mean, they moved to four and five. So I think yeah. if they, obviously, I think if they ended up with a losing record, it's definitely going to hurt Dalvin Cook's chances. Although it wouldn't totally S- negate it. And that's the other thing I wanted to bring up here is that the Minnesota Vikings schedule coming up is very easy, and now it's really starting to pick up. Like I said, they had to deal with the Lions; they beat them easily. They beat the Packers on the road. Looking forward, they have the Dallas Cowboys. Easy. At should home. be an easy win. No Dak Prescott. No no Andy Dalton even. Yeah, Who's going to start that game? Win. It's a shot in the dark for the Cowboys. Then they have the Panthers, who are very inconsistent. The Jaguars, who currently have one win. And then, of course, they head to uh, Tampa Bay. That'll be tough. Bears again, that'll be close. Saints, I think that'll be close. And then the Lions. So, to me... The record coming up is definitely going to help them, which in turn helps Dalvin Cook's chances for right. MVP. Yeah, I and agree. look at look at some of the stats. I mean, he's just running away with some of the running back stats in the NFL: yards, uh, average yards per game, touchdowns, yards overall. The guy is by far and away having a very very good season. So when you think of running backs to win an MVP, and especially when you think of running backs to win an MVP with the Minnesota Vikings, you think Adrian Peterson. And he won the MVP in 2012. And listen to some of the numbers he had. I want to compare it to the year Dalvin Cook is having. Remember, what are the Vikings right now? Four and five? Four and five. Nine games. They still have, what, seven to go? Mm-hmm. Let's look at some of the comparisons here of Adrian Peterson's MVP winning year in Dalvin Cook. 2,097 yards, about 2,100 yards. Dalvin Cook is at 954. So he's got about another 1,000 yards to go. Mm-hmm. Do you think he can do it in seven games? I think with the, team, with the teams he's coming up, with the teams that are coming up, I could see it. He'd be close. Rushing touchdowns for Adrian Peterson. The year he won it in 2012. 12. Really? Dalvin Cook now. 12. Yeah, that's six yards. <laughs> <laughs> no, six yards per attempt is nuts. I, I And what's, uh, what's Dalvin Cook at? Five and a half. Five and a half, yeah. So, I mean, I think... In my opinion, the Vikings need to get their season back on track, which it, it they have the easiest, probably one of the easiest uh, schedules. Vikings game is going to be interesting, or uh, Vikings uh, Saints, depending on when Drew Brees comes back if, or if he comes back. But here's here's another stat. I want to keep this fair. I said yards per game, 119 for uh, Dalvin Cook, right? 
mm-hmm. the year that Adrian Peterson won it. 131 yards oh. per game. <laughs> oh, my, <laughs> my goodness. Gosh. Okay, I so mean, that's, wow. that's a big difference. That's a big difference. I still think that Dalvin Cook, with the ease of schedule that he has coming up, I like I like his chances. I don't think he's going to put up quite the exact same numbers. I'll like to the see the touchdown him. numbers are going to be there though. Yeah, I I think the prove it game will be the the Buccaneers. I yeah. really want to see if he can run against your defense. I know yep. they're not like the best defense in the league, but they're really good. I would agree. So that's my top three. I did want to make an honorable mention here because I can't go without mentioning Russell Wilson. Twenty eight touchdowns, the ten interceptions. That's not very impressive. Over twenty seven hundred passing yards. Completion percentage of seventy percent. Here's where I think. He has no offensive line help. I mean, and and the defense is just terrible. It's young and inexperienced. He's doing everything himself. Remember that playoff game last season when the Seahawks came to Green Bay? Mm-hmm. And they got, got beat. What was that game about, though? Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers. Doing everything on his own. Uh, not biased, I swear. <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson had to do that game all on his own. Mm-hmm. It was all him. And they lost. Will does not feel empathy for Russell Wilson. I don't. And, and every, every play, though, he has pressure right in his face. Ten interceptions on the air is a little. That's much. That's a lot. That's not very impressive. But like I said, he has pressure in his face every time he gets a snap. I mean, it's it's like. He, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the poor guy has to do it all himself. And he's been doing it since last year, too. And it's consistency with him. He's always consistently. You know, top-tier quarterback, always consistently an MVP talk, always has his team competitive yeah. and, and ready he's, to rock. He's just missing that, like, little edge. Right. I don't know what it is, but he, he I mean, he's definitely, like, got the uh, the raw talent to be an MVP. Yeah. I could see it happening. I could see it happening this season. I mean, he could easily turn it around. I don't know what you, what you think about that, I, but... I don't think there's much to turn around. I think it's just, you know, it. it's worth mentioning that to me, that he sh- he's up in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. In many, I-, I looked up in preparation for this episode. In many projections, he's predicted to be number one. I mean, Which, many people have him number one. Yeah. So, and I don't see much merit to that. I mean, I don't put him number one. No. I don't. I don't like. I I didn't even put him in the top three here. But he's an honorable mention because of mm-hmm. the stats he puts up and the consistency and competitiveness he plays with. Right. Like you know, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, twenty-five touchdowns to one interception. And you look at Russell Wilson's 28 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Is three more touchdowns, but nine more interceptions really that worth it? That's that's, And I'm not saying that, like, when we start getting up here in the ratios, when we start going up into 30s and touchdowns, it's like, how many interceptions is acceptable for an MVP? And yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, we, maybe we should have looked at, or I should have looked at that at other quarterbacks just to see, like, you know, about how many interceptions are they, are they throwing up a year. But yeah. it's it's interesting to see, like, you know... As the is there more tolerance for interceptions? I mean, they've they also had a pretty difficult schedule, right? Though, and, so and, and should touchdowns and interceptions be the only thing it's based off of? I know it's not, but it's it definitely not. it definitely carries the most weight. But definitely, I mean, it's definitely talked about a lot just because it's the easy stat to throw out there, right? But it's the flashy one. I didn't look up too many advanced stats for this because I didn't think I needed to. We don't need to. The fact that Russell Wilson is still competing with this team, even though I mean, this team would. I'd say have one, two wins if Russell Wilson wasn't their quarterback because Russell Wilson is oh. just that talented. So oh, yeah. That's, that's you know, it's worth mentioning his stats the year he's having even though he doesn't have much help at all. Let's move on here. Segment number two in the Tony G Show. 
the road to the Super Bowl just opened up for one team in the NFC, in the NFC South, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think them coming off of this 46-23 to victory in Carolina last Sunday, they have now won four of their last five. They're heating up. They have an easy last three of the season. The Falcons twice and Detroit won. So that is presumably another three wins. It does get a little rough coming up. They got the Rams and Chiefs back-to-back. Okay, I get that. But I'm saying the end of the season, it's going to get really easy for them the last three of the week. Last three of the season, they're going to head into the postseason with a pretty easy go of it throughout those last three weeks. Here's why I say this, that the road of the Super Bowl just cleared up for Tampa Bay. Because Drew Brees is out indefinitely after taking the rough shot uh, in there in the Saints win over San Francisco on Sunday. Per ESPN's Ed Warder, Drew Brees has multiple rib fractures on both sides of his chest and a collapsed lung on the right side. I mean, that just sounds terrible. Did you watch that play where he broke his ribs and, and that collapsed lung happened? Yeah. He just stood up. Yeah, he he actually continued to play for... Yeah, but a, I'm saying like the fact that he was just like, oh. I'd probably laid there for about like nine hours. A collapsed lung? I don't even want to imagine what that feels oh like. Oh my gosh. Have you, had a, have you had a collapsed lung before, Tony G? I've never had any <laughs> lungs. Like, can you imagine? Like, I mean, sound. think about how bad a punctured lung sounds. Can you just like breathe half as fast? And now think of a collapsed lung. What? Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. I mean, to just... Even... I mean, that just sounds like pain. The crunching right. must have gone on... In his insides when he went down. <laughs> Why'd you explain it, it like that? <laughs> I had to. Uh. Crunch, crack, crunch. Oh my goodness. A collapsed lung. Golly, that's got to hurt. Anyways, yeah, he's out indefinitely. There, I have seen reports that he might not be back till playoff time. Which, like... If they get there. I Like, why? <laughs> like, if I was Just, Drew Brees, I'd be like, you know what? I think I'm done. <laughs> At 41 years old, I think I'm done. It's not like you're 24. No, coming out of college in your first second season, you're 41 years old, and right. you just collapsed. And, and it's not like you're going to take any more shots to your ribs. I mean, you're probably going to get hit pff, 10 times. You could get hit 10 times in a game. Oh it just isn't like I don't see that. I saw that headline that like Drew Brees could come back. It's like why? Yeah, call why it would he? Call it quits here, cowboy. And knowing who Drew Brees is, knowing the competitor that he is, he probably. Won't want to go out on this note, an injury. So he'll probably be back next season. It, I don't know. I don't I don't see that happening, though. The contract is coming up here pretty soon. But you would think, just from like a human standpoint, dude, wrap it up. Call, call it off. Yeah. Please. For me. For me. So I don't have to hear about your collapsed lung. Oh, my goodness. At 41 years old, I can't imagine that. Here's why this plays this big of an effect. Because the two of the three losses for Tampa Bay have come against the division rival New Orleans Saints. Now that Drew Brees is out, it's Jameis Winston's team. And in those uh, two losses, those two games, the Buccaneers have been outscored 72-26. to They just have no answer for the offense that is now, again, Drew Brees-less. Mm-hmm. So I think the road really clears up for them. Tampa Bay right now is behind New Orleans just because of one loss. The Saints are 7-2. and two. The Bucks are 7-3. and three. So the division is wide open now because Jameis Winston is going to have multiple turnovers uh, pretty much every week. He had 30 last year, 30 interceptions last year. So he's a big arm, big touchdown number guy, but also doesn't make the best of decisions, also tends to hesitate from time to time in decision making. So it is what it is for the Saints. This isn't a Saints discussion. I think this is the Buccaneers' 
division now. I think this is their road to the Super Bowl. Very well could be. The team that beat them twice, made them look bad, was the offense ran by Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And they now got, Drew Brees is out. Yeah, they were the Buccaneers were last time they played the Saints were embarrassed. I mean, and their defense is unbelievably good. I mean, I, yeah. I really like their pass rush. I like their secondary. So here's the thing for Tampa Bay. Let's look at the talent that they've added for Tom Brady. They went out and they get a Rob Gronkowski. They go out and they get a Ronald Jones. Of course, they already had Ronald Jones, but they go get Leonard Fournette. They have Mike Evans, but they go get Antonio Brown. Here's the one hiccup I see for them. Antonio Brown, I had to talk about this story because it came out yesterday when I was making uh, the preparations for this show. Antonio Brown, the wide receiver, remember he completely went off the rails when he was in Oakland uh, after being a Pittsburgh Steeler. They let him go after he was kind of, you know, filled with drama. Goes to Oakland, creates a big fuss there, leaves, gets cut, you know, parts ways with them. Heads to New England, plays a couple games for Tom Brady, gets cut because of the accusations coming out against him. And I said on the Tony G show, what did that show? That the Patriots aren't going to take a chance on him. Yeah. This is second chance university here in the New England Patriots. (laughs) Always giving players chances to come play for them, even though they've messed up a few of their opportunities in the league. It's like like the NFL's last chance you. You ever see that Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. I like that show. And, And you're right, it's very similar. So the fact that New England was out on Antonio Brown, cut him, showed the rest of the league, don't pick this guy up. He didn't play the rest of the last season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I wonder how much of a factor Tom Brady played in this decision to go get Antonio Brown. But nonetheless, he's a Buccaneer now and he's back in the news for being crazy. Antonio Brown was accused last month by the community in which he lives of destroying a security camera and throwing a bicycle at a security guard on October 15th. A the bicycle? Miami, the Miami Herald reported Monday, citing a police report. Who throws a bicycle? I mean, who? <laughs> what? Who picks up the... When was the last time you threw a bike, Tony? Well, let's see. That was actually a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. But before that, it was a few weeks before that. and I did it twice in one week. What? Yeah. I mean, how mad do you have to get to throw a bicycle at a security guard? Oh, my goodness. Are you surprised, Tony? No. Not on mind either. No. Not even remotely. Something ain't clicking in Antonio Brown's head, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean that literally. Something ain't right up there. Something is not correct. It's probably all those peel-back blocks getting to him. Maybe. (laughs) One too many big hits, one too many Vontez perfect hits. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, could be. Honestly. To wrap up this story, however, the... Also, this is from the Miami Herald. Uh, the incident wasn't serious enough to press charges and that uh, the now Tampa Bay wide receiver agreed to fix the camera that was damaged. <laughs> okay, thanks. Not serious enough Serious enough to press charges. Uh, well, the case was closed by the Hollywood Police Department on November 5th. Again, this is from the Miami Herald. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's so, say, unpredict- it's so bizarre. Yeah. Everything he does is just ridiculously out there mm-hmm. what's going on here i don't know <laughs> I, mean, I really I don't know and i'm concerned for and tom brady state. rides with this guy tom brady lets this guy stick with the team he vibes for this guy he wants his team to have him because he thinks he's a great talent on the field okay <laughs> the I, guy's a lunatic off the field <laughs> i'd honestly want it like i there's no way one we'll, that we'll never figure this out but i want to know what goes on in tom brady's mind what he thinks about this guy because what he tells us is probably different from what he actually thinks well, he invited he him like, to come live with, live in his home when he played in New England. Right, like to I wonder, spend a night in his home. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if he thinks he's like a little bit like this guy's a little uh, 
This guy's a little, you know. I wonder if he likes that. Hey, this guy's a little right. edgy. Yeah. This guy's a little edgy. Let's bring him on see what he can do for Maybe us. he does like it. Yeah. Maybe he really, yeah. I don't know. I want to know. Tom Brady, I, let me know what you're I thinking. Call him? Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Give, give Tom a call real quick. I'll give him on the uh, Tony G hot. Or, or Tom, shoot us a DM on Instagram yeah. or on Twitter. I know or you. Twitter at yeah. Tony G for days at Willis5312. Yeah. Uh, just to wrap this up, the Buccaneers road to the Super Bowl got uh, opened up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the the traffic just whoosh, to the sides. Like, what team do you see knocking them off? If if there were to be a team to knock them off, whether that's in the Super Bowl or the championship game, who's your one team that can beat them? I think their toughest competitor in the NFC. Oh boy, it's the, tough, isn't it? I want to say the the Cardinals. Maybe I do mm-hmm. like the Cardinals. You know, I I sit there and I vie for uh, um, Kyler. Kyler Murray. Here's the thing, though they they're very good against quarterbacks. Their run defense. I don't know if a Dalvin Cook could tear up in terms of Minnesota. That might be a sleeper. I know Minnesota hasn't had the best season. They're not the best team. I don't know if they'd win. But I do like I, I do like yeah. the Cardinals. I think the Seahawks are always competitive. Uh, the Rams play really good football, but they're not, not like really good football players. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, It'll be fun to watch unfold, that's for sure. Yeah. Their schedule does toughen up, as I mentioned here. Rams coming up here in a, in a, in a little bit for them. So... I think the road does clear up for them nonetheless. They're done with the Saints this season, so I think the wins, they're definitely going to finish at... They're already at seven wins. I like their last three games. They're definitely going to finish at ten wins. So we'll see how that goes for them. All right, Will, what do you think? Tony G picks of the week. I think it's 4.15 in the afternoon, Tony, and it's dark outside. (laughs) What is going on? It is pretty... I mean, this is uh, mid-November. We have something to talk about, or are we done? Uh, You're done. You can leave. Oh, okay. Tony G picks of the week. Listen here, back-to-back four-in-one weeks. I was bragging about it, and you know, eight and two in my last ten. Let's go, let's go. This is where we pick it up. I was two and three last week. I, I, I hit a brick wall. This week, two and three again. So back-to-back two and three weeks. Now I'm bragging about eight and two in my last ten. Well, now I'm four and six in my last ten. Not even over 500. Thursday night, Colts-Titans got off to a good start there. Um... I said I like the Colts only giving up 3.3 yards per attempt, rushing yards per attempt uh, against the Titans. Colts won it pretty well, 34-17. Remember, I didn't pick the Sunday noon game because it was all bad games mm-hmm. or, or games I, did, I wouldn't have liked to pick. So I we went Bills-Cardinals. That was a good game. I had the Bills tab to win, and then the oh. Cardinals won it at the last second with DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, the Hail Mary. You stole a pick from me, Tony you, G picks of the week. You've, you've lost and won in the last two weeks so many games on kicks, last-minute kicks or yeah, last-minute plays. That's a good point. I mean, there was a game that went into overtime a couple weeks ago. I I don't know. Way too many. Sunday, 3.30, Seahawks 6-2, Rams 5-3. and three. I told you, two top ten offenses, but the Rams have the second-best defense and the Seahawks have the second-worst defense. Rams, they won 23-16. I was correct. Sunday night, Ravens 6-2, and two, Patriots 3-5. and five. Who would have thought? Who would have thought the three and five Patriots, who look bad against the Jets, would beat the six and two Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I, I don't but know. But they did twenty three seventeen. Granted, it was raining. The elements played a factor in that game. Yeah, that was one of the rainiest games I can remember in a long time. It was pouring there. Yeah, I mean, it, it was getting ugly. It was bad. It was yeah. So of course, uh, it just had to happen on a game that I picked mm-hmm. for Tony G picks of the week. And then, of course, Monday night, I said the Bears. I like the Bears. Kirk's 0-9 in primetime. 
or excuse me, bad in primetime in 0-9 on Monday Night Football, and the Bears went ahead and gave him his first Monday Night Football victory. 19-13, the Viking win over the Bears, 2-3, another sub-500 week for me in Tony G. Picks of the Week. 16-14 overall. Next Thursday, Tony G. Picks of the Week, it'll be the last Tony G. Pick of the Week. Wow. Segment of Season 5. I did not five. think about that. It'll be over. So you with, high me, note. with me being 16 and 14, there's a chance they finish under 500. And if I do that well, I will run and scream until I can't no more. <laughs> you'll, hand the, you'll hand me the D to the show. Yep. You're like, I'm done. This is the Will M show now. <laughs> if that happens. I can't, though. I got to I gotta really bear down and you'll be fine. do my expert digging mm-hmm. that I'm known for. It is what it is. Right. It is what it is. <laughs> and this is the 13th episode of Season 5 of the Tony G Show. Episode number 14 will drop Thursday, and then episode number 15 next Tuesday, our Thanksgiving episode with Jason Fonder as well. And again, Tony G Show now on Spotify. I want to spread that word as much as I can because we are finally there. We've been asked, are you on Spotify? Can you get on Spotify? And I finally took the minute, 30 seconds to do it, and we are on Spotify now. All episodes are up there. This episode will be up there, too. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Will McCormick, any last words? No, I'll say I'll, I'll see you Thursday. We'll get some new picks in. Another Tony G show in the books. For Will McCormick, Tony G, we'll see you Thursday, episode number 85. 85 of the Tony G show now wrapping up on the way to 100. Thank you for the support. Can't wait till we get there. This is the Tony G show.